0: Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prints for the week of October 19, 2015. The Kentucky Council of the Blind 2015 convention is coming up November 13 and 14 at the Ramada Inn North, 1041 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. The theme of this year's convention is KCB 50 Golden Years. Pre-registration is now open. Total cost for registration, including Friday and Saturday evening dinners, Saturday lunch, and all programs, workshops, and exhibits is $33 in advance and $48 at the door. Pre-registration information and forms are available in large print and on audio CD, by email, or on our website. You may register by phone, by email, or on the paper form. You may pay fees by credit card via the telephone, or you may mail your check, made payable to the Kentucky Council of the Blind, to 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. Pre registration closes November 9. Room rates at the Ramada Inn are $75 a night plus tax for up to four people in a room. Your room rate includes free Wi Fi and free breakfast. Room reservations must be made by October 30 in order for you to receive our discounted rate. Call 502 897 5101 to make reservations and be sure to tell them you are with the Kentucky Council of the Blind. For more information or to pre-register by telephone, call KCB at 502-895-4598. You will also find more information, including details on how to exhibit, become a sponsor, or add your business or agency's information to our registration bags on our website at www. Kentucky-ACB.org Accessible currency has been a topic for discussion for many years. In sorting through some old files in our national office, our staff recently found documentation of ACB's work in this area dating back to 1981. In 2002, ACB filed suit against the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, and in 2007, the court ruled in favor of ACB then began the long process with court-established guidelines of making accessible currency a reality. It appears that we will finally see the first bill with tactile markings when the new $10 bill makes its appearance, hopefully, in 2020. Talk about governmental foot-dragging. This past week, Kelly Gask from our Washington office shared an article explaining that the U.S is the only major country in the world that has no way for a person who is blind to distinguish between different denominations of paper currency. Kelly visits with us on page 2 and explains samples of other countries' currencies shown in this article. Ron Brooks, president of ACB Families, stops by on page 3 to tell us about a fun-filled pre-holiday conference call packed with gift-giving ideas. It's coming up very quickly, so don't miss the details. Ron also tells us how we can get in on a great drawing for gift cards just in time for the holidays and become a member of ACB families at the same time. Sharon Lovering, editor of the ACB Braille Forum and the ACB Forum shared an announcement this past Friday, October 17, about the retirement of Ed Walker, a well-known broadcaster in the Washington, D.C. area. Ed is blind, and ACB presented him with the Durbert K. McDaniel Ambassador Award in 2003 at our 42nd National Convention Banquet in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The MC at the banquet where Ed received the award was Jay Doudna, then of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and now from Oklahoma. I was assistant convention coordinator at the time, and just before the banquet began, someone came up to me and said, in a very conspiratorial tone, "'Did you know that Willard Scott is in the hotel?' "'Really?' I said, barely able to conceal a grin. As you'll hear on page four, Willard Scott was not only in the hotel— He and Ed Walker were quite a banquet program that night, and Willard Scott helped present the DKM Ambassador Award to Ed Walker. Relive that banquet with us on page four. And on page five is the Sound Prince calendar. Page two. I'm speaking with Kelly Gask. Kelly is in our Arlington office, and she's been with us, what, Kelly, about mm, six months or so now? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit longer than six months, I
1: think, but just around around that time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, Kelly was on Soundprints with us when she first came to ACB, and she has proven to be just a a font of... um, help, a uh, font of knowledge when it comes to finding articles, interesting articles that deal with issues that the American Council of the Blind is involved with, and also just interesting material that that um, is of interest to blind people in general. And Kelly posts a lot of that information on Facebook and Twitter, so if you follow us on Facebook or on Twitter, you've probably seen a lot of things that she's been posting. Today, Kelly um, shared with us an article that she found online about accessible currency. And Kelly, this was a little different than the usual article about currency because it talked about the change that was coming up in the $10 bill and that that was of interest to blind people. But the angle that I thought was really interesting was that It stated right up front that the United States and Canada are the only two major countries that do not um, have their bills really um, accessible. Um, You can tell the difference by size or uh, Mm -hmm. whatever, And, and, and it pointed out that in Canada that um, the bills are identifiable Uh mm-hmm. and also I think there are different colors in Canada but it yeah. didn't I don't think the article said that but it may show it um, but but in the United States that the bills are all the same size all the same color no tactile markings and it did mention the lawsuit um, that, ca- that uh, the American Council of the Blind had to bring against Treasury in order to get make that happen so would you tell us um, a little bit about some of the other countries' currency that that article talks about?
1: Yeah, well, they, um, the article went and they discussed uh, eight different currencies, major currencies um, that use different features. Um, the first one that they discussed was um, the Australian um, dollar and how they identify um, their denominations is that the larger denominations are actually longer um, and in addition to that they also have strong colors and contrast um, to help people with low vision mm-hmm. um, uh... then with the euro um, those were actually designed with a whole lot of input from blind organizations um, big bills are big uh, little bills are little um, the notes have uh, intaglio printing on them, and intaglio printing is a process that gives them relief marks that can be felt, mm. um, and then the very there's two large notes um, that have special tactile marks on them as well um, for added security and assurance. Mm-hmm. Um, we were discussing uh, Canada a little bit, um, and again, um, it's the uh, only other major currency other than the U.S., uh, where the banknotes are all the same size but they do have those tactile marks and they do have um, different de- denominations or different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as Hong Kong, uh, they also use intaglio printing. Um, they also have different sizes and different colors. Um, the Japanese yen, um, they also use intaglio uh, printed tactile marks, and each one of their bills is a different size. Mm-hmm. Um the swedish krona um, they have different colors um, for the visually impaired and different sizes um, as well and then um, the swiss franc uh, again has different colors and sizes um, and also has intaglio marks and a perforated number that you can actually feel Mm. Um, and then the the last um, one that they discussed was the british pound Um, British banknotes are differenti- differentiated by size um, and a little bit by color. Um, it's not as drastic as with other countries color-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also have large numbers like U.S. dollars um, so that people with low vision can easily di- differentiate a 20 from a 10.
0: Okay. All right. And when you talk about <clears throat> them being different sizes, are they just different lengths or are the bills different widths as well?
1: I Can you think, tell from um, the pictures? From uh, it, it was hard to tell from the pictures because they were using just kind of stock photos of, of different bills. But I think that the main one that uses different lengths is the Australian dollar. Um, that seems to be the, the, the form of currency that I think has the same sort of size, but as you go up in uh, the denominations, it actually gets longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as... Um, some of the other countries, um, you know, I'm really not sure if it's just longer, but it seems like some of them actually have different size uh, bills. Mm-hmm. Like there, there be like you know, one would be a, a you know a 50 percent, and one would be 100 percent. One would be 150 percent of that size, you know.
0: Mhm, mhm. So your money identifier, even if you, um, if, if even if the, the tactile markings weren't in place or they had gotten kind of rubbed down or whatever, your money identifier would just be um, something that would measure the bill. Mm-hmm. Then.
1: And really, I mean, it's, it's beneficial for everyone because everyone needs to know the, um, be able to tell currency apart, um, you know, whether or not you are visually impaired. Um, and they make it quite simple, um, you know, using color and size and the feel as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it sure would be great to not have to, you know, put your bill in a money identifier. It's so slow.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, even using the apps on the iPhone and things, it's slow, and you know, it 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 can be really frustrating. I know um, we have a chapter activity each Friday evening, and um, people will, of course, check their bills, and. It's slow. I mean, I, I can go around and collect money from three or four people while one person is checking their bills. And mm-hmm. my goodness, you know, if you're standing in line at the grocery store and you're you're checking your bills, and here's people behind you. I mean, it it's just you know it's 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 a it's an okay workaround. It's okay if you have nothing better, but mm-hmm. it sure is kind of frustrating, and it's taking so long. I mean, we got this. This, um, this uh, uh, case was um, decided by the courts in 2007, and we're still working on it. And that first $10 bill is supposed to appear in 2020. It just takes forever for our government mm-hmm. to do anything, and we know that. But, you know, it's well, so and frustrating. Also,
1: I mean, our, our, um, our country is, is the the only country with a major currency um, that does not have any sort of feature Right, or individually impaired, and we got 187 other countries that do. And this is just examples of eight. You know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yep. And 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 yet we like to think that we're so advanced, and we are in many ways mm-hmm. um, over a lot of countries. But you know, if, if there's 187 other countries that can do it, some of those countries are not nearly. As advanced technology-wise as we are, and so we really ought to be able to get this together.
1: Mm I agree (laughs) completely.
0: (laughs) Make it happen. Well, I appreciate you, um, you know, telling us about these articles and so on. We um, just uh, also just as a another little aside, uh, um, Eric had uh, Eric Bridges announced. Let us know recently that, you know, we are going to be, the office is going to be moving, and this is Friday, so um, you all have been working on some clean-out today, I guess, huh?
1: Yes, yes, (laughs) yes, we have. We've been working on some clean-out, not just this Friday, but uh, a couple Mm -hmm. We're doing a running of cleaning for (laughs) quite (laughs) a couple weeks by by now.
0: Well, he tells us that you're finding some really neat stuff. Yes, we are. We are indeed. I will tell you that I've seen some really
1: cool historical things, like our original articles of incorporation and
0: um, just really cool stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all about it. I mean, it's it's just so neat to think that some of that stuff is 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 still around. And mm-hmm. um, you know, some Eric was was telling me the other day that he had found some notes from one of the, uh, in fact, from the first ACB mm-hmm. convention. Yeah. How neat is that? Yeah, oh.
1: yeah. It's very, very cool. Definitely very cool to yes, see. Yes,
0: it is. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. I'll let you get back to the, the file cabinets and um, adding <laughs> things to the waste basket. We do appreciate it, and we really appreciate all of the things that you share with us on Facebook and, and Twitter. It's really good. Um, Well, thank you. I I
1: enjoy finding things and sharing them, um, and I'm glad that everybody else is enjoying them too. (laughs) Oh,
0: it's it's obvious that people are because the uh, the numbers following those pages have really, really increased, and Mm -hmm. um, and I know that a lot of that is because of all the interesting things that you're sharing. So thank you. Oh, thank you.
3: Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louie database http://louis.aph.org. Slash slash dot dot Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louis. New extended searching now available with free Louis Plus. Visit soon. http://louis.aph.org. Mini-Book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's Mini-Book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the Mini-Book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org.
0: Page three. I'm talking with Ron Brooks, who is the uh, president of ACB Families. Ron is also a member of the ACB Board of Publications, and he's very active also in the Arizona Council and other activities in Phoenix. And Ron, we're glad to have you with us today with your ACB Families hat firmly in place.
4: Thanks, Carla. It's great to be here.
0: Ron, Let's talk a little bit about what ACB Families has been doing recently because we currently have a membership drive going on and somebody, two somebodies, are going to win um, some a really good good prize here in, in November. So let's tell people about what ACB Families is doing and, and about this membership drive and how they can get involved.
4: That sounds great. Let's start with who ACB Families is and what we're doing. ACB Families is an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, and our focus is to provide peer support, connections, information, educational opportunities for families uh, who experience vision loss or blindness. And of course, all of us, if we have a visual impairment or, or are blind, are part of a family that fits into what ACB Families is here to serve. Or if you happen to be a person who's sighted, but you know somebody who's blind or visually impaired, or you have a relative who's blind or visually impaired, then their family is a family that we want to serve as well. Some of the things that ACB Families does, first we have a very uh, good and, and interesting program at the ACB annual conference and convention each year. We have a breakfast where we try to get a speaker who is involved in issues that are important to our families. One year it was a person who was involved with braille literature. Uh, Another year we had, and actually last year, we had a person who uh, was able to talk about a project in Dallas with the AFB where they've designed uh, an accessible uh, apartment, which of course if you are a person who's visually impaired and you want to have and be the head of a household, having a house that's accessible or an apartment that's accessible is pretty important. So those, that's one thing that we do. Another thing we do is sponsor activities that are family-friendly. We have bingo each year, and that's a lot of fun for our kids in particular, but really for everybody uh, who doesn't like to play bingo and who doesn't like to win prizes. And so those are two things that come with every bingo that we do. We're also looking to do other family-friendly events. Uh, We're making some great plans for the conference coming up this July or next July in Minneapolis. So those are some of the things that we do uh, during convention. We also do informational uh, conference calls. Uh, Each January, we do a call that focuses on tax or financial issues. It's the time of year that everybody's thinking about, wow, I spent a lot of money this past (laughs) Christmas and I need to save some for next year. Or maybe you're thinking about your taxes and how to maximize your income and minimize your contribution to Uncle Sam. We have a program every January that helps you focus on those financial issues. Every October we focus on gift giving because, of course, just like all other families, our families need to get gifts and give gifts. So we want to make sure that we give you all some good ideas on what kind of gifts might be accessible and appropriate for folks who are in families and for folks who have blind or visually impaired people, children, grandparents on their list. We have other informational topics on a range of of other subjects, um, ranging from the new unified Braille code all the way to adoptions, Uh, For folks who are adopting, uh, or I'm sorry, not adopting, but uh, bringing in an intern from another country,
0: um, a foreign exchange student. Foreign
4: exchange student, right? Mm -hmm. So those are those are some of the things that our programs focus on. Uh, We are definitely uh, looking to expand our presence on the internet and social media. We launched a Facebook page uh, earlier this year, uh, and that's starting slowly. But the thing with Facebook is everybody that you know knows other people and so we're getting the word out that way and we're slowly starting to grow that, that page in our presence. Uh, and we are, uh, we have an ACB families uh, email list that other folks subscribe to uh, which is available from the ACB website. So those are just some of the things that we're working on. Uh, just to talk a little bit about our promotion, we uh, like all families uh, want to have great holidays. And key and center, uh, center stage in any holiday is the meal, the meal that everybody gathers around the table, um, the turkey, the ham, you know, whatever it is that your family uh, partakes of. We want to help you have that celebration. And so we have set up a contest for anybody who joins as a member, whether you're a current member and you're renewing your membership, or a new member who wants to join us for the first time, if you join, pay your $8 annual dues, and give us your membership information, you will be in a drawing for one of two uh, holiday dinners. Now we can't um, we can't send you uh, my uh, aunt's <laughs> baked macaroni casserole because you probably wouldn't want that. <laughs> so what we decided to do instead is send you a gift card so you can buy the holiday dinner that you want. So the winner uh, will get a $100 gift card and the second place winner will get a $50 gift card. Either way, that's a good bite out of your holiday dinner.
0: It sure is.
4: And the deadline for that is October 31st, so the clock is ticking, uh, but you have a little bit of time and we really hope that a lot of folks will take us up on that offer uh, so that uh, we can grow our membership And do something fun at the same time.
0: Ron, um, we are, there's uh, uh, people need to get their dues in the mail if they're going to be mailing them in to us um, right away so that we receive them by the end of this month and so um, i'm going to give the address and also i can uh, give uh, the phone number um, also if they need to call if they miss the address they can call and get it again if they want if that's Mm -hmm. okay go
4: ahead
0: okay the adam rushable is the treasurer of acb families and um, you can make a check payable to acb families of course and Uh, It would be for $8 per person joining, and the address to send the check to is 148 Vernon, V as in Victor, E-R-N-O-N Avenue, and that's Louisville, L-O-U-I-S-V-I-L-L-E, Kentucky, 40206. And if you... um, if you lose that address or whatever, and you can, you just want to remember a phone number, his phone number is 502-897-1472, 502-897-1472, and we look forward to having lots and lots of new members. We um, had a lot of people join at the convention. There were quite a few who became new members, um, that bingo, we had about what, 75, 80 people at the bingo and um, 50 people at our breakfast? That was the biggest breakfast we'd ever had. And uh, we picked up quite a few new members out of that. So we hope that we get more new members, and we'd love to have, have uh, lots and lots of names in that drawing.
4: Yeah, and just to add, because we talked about the fun that we have and the information that we provide in and, and our contest, mm-hmm. one other thing to keep in mind is our purpose. And mm-hmm. you know our purpose is to provide peer support and information. And the times have changed in a lot of ways. But one thing that hasn't changed or hasn't changed a lot is the challenges that folks who are blind or visually impaired face, uh, primarily as parents and caregivers. And one of the things that I think we do as an organization is really help to provide, peer support on how to do things. How do you give a child medicine uh, when you can't see the dosage instructions? How do you figure out transportation, which is one of the biggest challenges that we all face, both in and out of families, but especially for families who have children to transport? How do we deal with special education? How do we deal with the fact that school systems are cutting resources and braille literacy is harder to come by than ever? Those are things that ACB families, members, help each other with, and those are things that ACB families uh, want to uh, help you with if, if those are things that you need uh, to get uh, in your family and information that you need to have at your ha- at your fingertips. So we have a lot of fun. Our families have a lot of fun. One thing I didn't mention is at our conference we sponsor or help to sponsor the uh, Kids Explorers Club, which is a an all-day – Uh, five days uh, for the convention plus the banquet on Sunday night. Uh, We have programs for the kids, uh, tours that they can take, uh, fun activities that they do, swimming, crafts, uh, all sorts of things. It gives the kids something to do so that the parents can enjoy uh, the conference as well. And that's something that we have gotten involved with, and it's something that I know my family looks forward to every year. And I know my wife and I look forward because once those kids are tucked into Explorers Club, we know they're having fun, we know they're safe, and we can focus on our convention experience. So all of those are things that ACB Families brings, both to ACB and to our members, and we certainly hope that that you will join us.
0: And, Ron, Families has a a conference call the fourth Sunday of every month. Mm -hmm. And for October, the call will be, um, the Sunday that's coming up as people are listening to this program, um, that would be, uh, what October is it? October
4: 25th. The 25th, yeah. And we will start the call at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern Time,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and that's 6 p.m. Pacific. Mm-hmm. And we will be talking, this is our annual gift-giving call. This is a fun call. Mm-hmm. This year is going to be um, especially interesting because we have three people uh, who will be speaking uh, and sharing information. One of them is, of course, you, Carla. Uh, you'll be talking about our ACB Mini Mall, which has all kinds of really cool ACB logo items, which are great for gifts or for personal use. I have my ACB beer stein. Uh, it gets good use, <laughs> uh, it's a good quality product. But we have T-shirts and all kinds of things as well. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Uh, we have um, uh, Joanne Sullivan from National Braille, Braille Press. And we also have Denise Russell. Russell, mm-hmm. thank you, uh, from um, Speak to Me. And that's a great catalog. Every gift in that catalog talks, sings, makes some kind of audible information, some kind of noise that makes it fun and interesting and accessible for people who are blind or visually impaired. Right. So I think we have gifts uh, to cover pretty much every, every age range. Uh, and uh, you will not leave that call without several things to put on your Christmas list.
0: Let's give the phone number for that call because this is an open call. Anyone can call in, and you do not have to be a member to call. Nope. Uh, and uh, so uh, it, it we, we would like to have lots of people to, to join us, so let's give that phone number.
4: Okay, so again, the call time is Sunday, October 25 at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Uh, Mount – Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific, you can call 1, it's a long-distance number, so 1-605-475-6333. And when you get there, you're going to enter access code 1711553, and they'll ask you to put the pound sign in after that. So okay. again, 605 475 And in the code,
0: 1711553. Okay. Well, thank you for being with us. And we are looking forward to lots of of new members in ACB families. And um, uh, just want to remind people, if you'd like to get on our email list, go to www.acb.org. go down the page until you find the email list link and follow that and you'll see families right there and you can sub right from that page so we look forward to talking to you next Sunday night, Ron
4: Thanks, Carla. I look forward to it as well Page 4
5: The Annual Banquet of the American Council of the Blind 2003 National Convention in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania July 11th 2003 to, to MC this banquet tonight and work with everyone to present the awards we have to present to introduce the speakers to amuse us from time to time I'd like to introduce to you the president of the Pennsylvania Council of the Blind ladies and gentlemen, Jade Doudna
2: Thank you Thank you very much
5: And as I mentioned, we're live from Pittsburgh, the 2003 annual convention, the 42nd annual convention of the American Council of the Blind.
6: Ladies and and gentlemen, I want to uh, thank um, Chris Gray and uh, Teddy Joy Remhild for letting us uh, do one of these uh, award presentations a little bit differently. Um, I feel privileged because I nominated the person who's going to receive the Durwood K. McDaniel Ambassador Award. When I first became blind at age 11, uh, my mother had heard about a, a young man who had uh, started to make a name for himself. And as I grew up, uh, this man was, was kind of a role model because in his early 20s, he had already established himself as a... Uh, as a a well-known name in the Washington, D.C. community. And uh, I hope you'll understand the confusion of someone who is 18 years old, but when I had to pick my career, this man was the only blind man that I knew who wasn't working in the blindness biz, and I kind of wanted to do something different. Well, I I followed his trail. I found I didn't have either the talent or the ambition to do what he did. But tonight I would like to now introduce his good friend who helped him get started. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Mr. Weatherman, one of the nicest people in the United States, Willard Scott.
7: nice can you hear me thank you so much you all are so sweet and i'm delighted to be here but somebody ate my chihuahua is anybody in the room here (laughs) one of your dogs ate quiero taco bell i wish you'd try to find him when you were the evening's over i cannot tell you how lovely it is for me to be here representing smuckers because i see a couple of you in this room tonight that i think probably will be on my strawberry jar on the show in a couple of weeks (laughs) I'm supposed to be more serious, of course, because this is a serious award. But how do you... I mean, this is my friend. You know Eddie Walker. Let's hear from Uncle Eddie right here. Most of you don't know it, but Eddie is the commonly known as Junie. That was his mother's name for him, Junie. And his mother... Are you all right, Eddie? That, can you handle that? I can handle there it. There you go. His mother used to tell me that when he was listening to the radio, that he would pick up a bell and ring it. When the national barn dance was on, and he was 27 years old then, and, <laughs> but he knew what he actually. You were just a little baby, weren't Yeah, you? yeah. You, what did you say? What did they say in the national barn dance?
8: Well, what the
6: face the, up? You got to talk right into it. All right, talk right into the it. The first, uh,
8: my mother said the first thing she put in my baby book was turn the radio on. I don't know what they said on the national barn dance, but I was sitting in the rocking chair. And ring that bell, and they'd applaud the old National Barn Dance with Joe Kelly.
7: So I mean, that's a long time ago. Most of you didn't remember.
8: That's before radio was invented. That's right.
7: <laughs> As of most of the people we know in broadcasting now are either in that big radio station in the sky or out of work. And I'm, <laughs> I'm slowly one foot of me is in each of those careers at this point. But I really got to tell you, it followed suit that the first time I met this man, I was in... Just out of high school, and I guess it was 1951, wasn't it? Yep. And a friend of ours took me over to WAMU and radio. Eddie started that station. Eddie and Roger Gordon and Dave Taper, right? Right. Three guys. And I mention this because, see, Eddie then, and this is part of what this award's about, Eddie then was working basically in a sighted world. He was working at a radio station, and there was no other uh, folks there that were uh, not sighted, right? That's right. And the fact that there was a nude modeling school right next to the station... Always made me wonder if Eddie really was blind.
8: I missed out an awful lot there. You know, these guys would tell me things, and, you know, the advantages of sight are pretty good sometimes. You probably, you probably think this is
7: a stupid ad-lib, but this is all true stuff I'm giving you. But then, Eddie was on the air. Where are you going?
8: Somebody leaving?
7: And she's leaving. She won her prize, and now she's leaving. Hey, listen, it gets better than this. We're a little hotter than that. Stick around, it'll be hotter than that Anyway, Eddie was talking on the radio at the time Doing his little radio show And Roger, my friend said, slip across the table And have a seat in a chair across the microphone So the very first words that Eddie and I ever spoke Were over a microphone uh, huh? That's true. That's true. I said that. You don't have oh, to okay. That to I mean,
8: that doesn't air a whole lot, Doing? i You've been it. hogging the microphone for 50 years, yeah, you know? I gotta, I'm supposed to present the oh, award.
7: Him, if you <laughs> were going <laughs> to present me an award, you could hog the oh, okay. microphone. <laughs> but that was 1951. And the point of my boring story was this is 2003, and we are still together as a team. And I think that's pretty darn good. And, <laughs> hello there. Everybody told me for years that Eddie's only handicap was working with me. If he hadn't have done that, he would have probably been a bigger star than he is now.
8: I got my own mic now. Oh, so. God. There goes my act. I
7: don't get said anything anymore. But we have had so much fun working as a team, and most of you knew, I hope, that we were called the Joy Boys. and we... Now, I don't want to encourage anything, but who would like to hear us sing the Joy yeah. Boys theme song? <laughs> you remember that? I there will be a dry eye in the house yeah, after this, right. yeah. <clears throat> or maybe something else. Let's give us a shot, shall we? Ready? Right. One, two, three. We, we are the joy boys of radio. We chase electrons to and fro. We are <clears> the joy boys of radio. We chase electrons to and fro.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
8: and we have a website. By the way, I want to tell you about... We had a plug-in for our Joy Boys website, which is very accessible with uh, talking screen readers. But you've got to put THE ahead of Joy Boys. It's thejoyboys.com. If you don't put THE in it, it's a pornographic site. I just thought... <laughs> that's a, right. And i got to admit, it's a lot more entertaining than yeah. the Joy Boys. So. But over
7: the years, the interesting thing to me was that Eddie and I as a team in Washington at WRC had the most wonderful, loyal following. And Eddie, I was got, I may cry when I say this, but Eddie really did inspire all of us, including me. I learned humility. With Eddie Walker And I mean that Which prepared me for bitter, bit, uh, Better things and bigger Some of them were better Everywhere we went Nobody paid any attention to me Eddie would walk in Eddie let me get you some roast beef Eddie let me get you a drink Eddie let me take your coat I was still out in the car And nobody said a word But because of that I learned to work with Brian Gumble And survive four years in- <laughs> No, but the, the truth is, it really was a wonderful experience for him, of course, to work at a broadcasting station where nobody else was blind. He was the only person, and all of the people at that station. My point of this boring story is it's a two-way street, and I don't want any blind person to ever think for one second that they couldn't be qualified or couldn't do anything that they wanted to do because of this... Yeah, sorry, let's hear it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, hey, ho, ho, ho. that... Now, that's known a little bit of sucking up to you people. I know that when I say that. <laughs> hey, you like that, baby? <laughs> no, but the truth is, it is a two-way street, and everybody learns and everybody benefits. And I think you're living proof of that. After what? I don't want to tell them how old you are, but it's been a long time, as we say, yeah. long of tooth, many moon come over Choctaw, When great waters, that's right, right chief.
2: That's well, right.
7: Right. he's gone from pampers to Depends, I'll tell you that. since I'm known. And the, just The cycle is complete. Shut up. Let me do it. Oh. Now. Anytime he sneezes when he's around you, get out of the way. I do it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right.
7: Is that okay? Are we all right? Yeah, Bud, right. shut up. I haven't <laughs> finished yet. I'm going to read the award. I don't care whether you hold the award. It's a lovely I award. award. I love it. You know, the awful thing is, all these years, I've never learned Braille. Isn't that terrible? So, One of these days, uh, Yeah, all right. Now, I'm gonna read. let me read it words. All right. Okay says the I'll read the braille here. No, they won't know that. They no won't because, know that difference. Because it's written on right here. Right? Can you do this? All right. It's left to right, isn't it? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> the American Council of the Blind, Derwood K. McDaniel Ambassador Award is presented to Eddie Walker, who, by his life work, association, and activities, has promoted integration into and interaction with the life of the community. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, July the 11th, 2003. We salute you, Ed Walker. You're my friend, and I love you. Hi, you too. <laughs> here, here. Who, who?
8: Thank you. Yeah,
6: thank you very much. So, uh, our...
8: Thank you all very much.
6: I need
7: the other one. Huh? He's talking to you. You want the microphone to switch You want to switch you mics? to the microphone. There you go. You want us to sit down? Yeah.
6: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I think every one of us could use a friend
8: like Willard. Thank you. Um, That's right. I'd just like to say I want to accept this with great humility. I knew Durward McDaniel. I know what he stood for. I know his dedication to the American Council of the Blind and uh, what he thought about equality for blind people in industry. And I can't think of anybody that I'd rather have than Willard present it to me. And I'm very serious now. I love this guy. He's like a brother to me, and we have worked together for 50 years through thick and thin and thick. Oh, <laughs> I That's love so it. so beautiful. Lady. Here's your watch back. I couldn't <laughs> do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I must say that there are people in this room who are as talented or probably more talented than I, but uh, I was fortunate enough to have breaks from people like Willard. Uh, no man is an island. You don't do it by yourself. It's people having faith in you and trust and uh, helping you along. And that's the kind of guy Willard has been, and uh, we've had a wonderful ride together, and uh, I hope it continues for a long time. I uh, thank you again very much.
2: Yeah.
6: And the only technology that Ed took with him into school was a slate, a stylus, and a white cane. Um, we have we have one little addition. Um, the public relations committee has been working for a long time on putting together some high-class uh, public service announcements. And uh, just this year, Willard offered to do some PSAs for us, and I. And if if I if the miracle of our if our usual technology works, if you're quiet, I think we can play one for you just now. Hey, this is Willard Scott for the American Council of the Blind. When you were a kid, did you
7: ever sort of pretend to be blind? Well, I did. But for 9 million Americans, being blind is not pretend at all. If you've got low vision or know someone who's blind, call the American Council of the Blind in Washington, D.C. and get answers about living with low vision and blindness. Call the American Council of the Blind, toll-free 1-800-424-8666 or visit the website www.acb.org.
6: Thank you ladies and gentlemen That's the presentation
5: I want to tell you It really is A great night for me Because I got the chance to meet a man That I admired for a long time In fact He probably doesn't remember this But when I was a uh, a Junior at Overbrook The School for the Blind I came to Washington And uh, Willard and uh, Ed, were doing the show over at WRC, and I went in there to watch them do that show for a while. And uh, Billard, I think, um, or Ed, I think you just had a... Um, didn't you have some sort of braille clock or something? Uh, what, what, what was it when you did that show, how many different kinds of things did you have in the studio that actually helped you do the thing? Well, how many things did you do? Did you uh, braille
8: cards? Willard for one. Now, we had a board operator. We didn't have engineers. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah, right. We had a board operator... And we had a sound effects door. We had a door made, which was sort of a punctuation mark on radio when characters would come in and leave. And they Song so Mr. Scott. I, boom, the door would close. And, uh, and I had the Braille clock.
5: That's what I, mean. That's what I remember. I, I took that out. Besides the way you used to do things, I had that memory of, from when I was at
8: Overbook and came to see Bullard, you do it. Uh, didn't like the fact that I had the lamp on my side of the table. But tell that... Boy he worked with me it was funny because it normally the disc
7: jockey would sit at the head of the table and he had this wonderful lamp so he could read all the copy and see everything and eddie sat there and controlled the show because he and the engineer did that uh, you know basically together better can't have three cooks spoil abroad but i'm sitting at the other end of the desk and i'm the one that sees i didn't have a lamp to read the copy i didn't have any light so, basically, I did the show in the dark for 30 years, and it ran on RC. I think if we'd had light, we
5: might still be on the air. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it is really amazing. A lot of the thing, I know you worked with scripts a lot. You did some things at scripts. But there, there were times when you really just sort of did a lot of ad-libbing, too, Under there?
7: Oh, absolutely. The show, 90% was, you know, was ad-lib. We had a thing called as The Worm Turns, which was a soap opera. Remember that? Can, can you remember any of it and do a couple of lines from it? It was brought to you by Scuff No More. Scuff No More, which took care of childbirth, anything that was a problem. And the point is, we would take one word like bedpan, and we used that for the whole week. And the whole idea was bedpan room 12, bedpan room 13. And every day people thought somebody needed a bedpan in room 2, right? That's right.
8: And the punchline was... Hello, I'm Dr. Ernst Bedpan. Somebody's paging me. What is it? It was a doctor bed bed.
5: Oh, I was like that all the time on the radio. Can you imagine that happening every day for how many years?
8: Well, long well, that's almost 20. That's why they put us on at night so the management wouldn't have to listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, we want to thank you, Willard, for coming,
5: coming out to Pittsburgh today. And, Ed, congratulations to you in memory of a wonderful man, Derwood McDaniel. And it's really a pleasure to be with you again and thank you, Willard. One more quick thing was Eddie's father. Oh, I will weep about this.
7: His father was the most loyal, wonderful man. He drove Eddie down to that station and took care of him. And he was just, God love him. And I'll never forget the dedication and love of, of Ed's dad to helping Ed's career at WRC. And I know you uh, will hey, concur.
2: Let's wow. speak to
8: that. I have been so blessed with first my parents and then with Willard and then a wife and kids that understood what I was doing. All my life, I thank the good Lord for all of his blessings.
2: Thank you. I just love counting. 25,000, 30,000, if I had my way. What's this? What's
8: this? Isn't it a bit early
2: for this? It's the most wonderful time of the year.
9: It's not too early, especially if you plan to contribute to the 4th Annual ACB Radio Holiday Auction.
8: Well then, I suppose you have plans telling them how they might contribute?
9: Well, yeah, mister, we sure do, so come on, get busy. The deadline for contributing auction items is fast approaching. We need to know about your item by October 15th and receive all non-perishable items in our Minneapolis office by November 1st. All donors will be positively recognized in a myriad of wonderful ways, so come on, get busy, mister. I,
2: I suppose you could give me the details, but I make no promises.
9: About donating items, contact the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242.
2: I just love muffins with
8: prickly pear jelly inside, and other treats. Can I have them?
9: Of course you'll have to buy them, mister.
8: I never. (laughs) Just, when is this auction?
9: Sunday, December 6th. Much more about that soon. Now, uh, mister, would you happen to be Ebenezer Scrooge?
2: Am I who? (laughs) Bah. Humbug. What do you think?
0: Page 5, the Sound Prince Calendar. For more information on committee meetings, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind 502-895-4598 or visit our website at www.kentucky-acb.org. The first three activities take place at the McDowell Center, 8412 Westport Road in Louisville. On October 21, the McDowell Center will hold its third annual open house from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., including product demonstrations, tours, information sharing, and refreshments. On October 22, the McDowell Center Advisory Board will hold its meeting at 2 p.m. at the center. For more information, call Steve Dealey, Center Manager, at 502-429-4460. On October 23, the Statewide Rehabilitation Council will have its quarterly meeting at the center from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. For more information, call Jennifer Wright at 502-564-4754. On October 23, GLCB will hold its next roundabout. There will be education and technology activities from 3.30 to 6.00 including an easy crock pot recipe exchange at 5 pm dinner will be at 6 pm is five dollars per person and this week it is pizza bingo cards and crafts begin at 7 bingo is two dollars per person everything ends by 10 pm the activity is at united crescent hill ministries 150 state street in louisville Call 502-895-4598 to sign up. On October 24, there will be a Halloween masks workshop at the American Printing House for the Blind from 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Use tactile materials to make scary or friendly masks and headdresses. Register by calling the museum at 502-899-2213. October 25, is the ACB Families Conference Call Gift Giving Workshop at 9 p.m. The phone number is 605-475-6333 and the code is 1711553. On October 26th, the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will have its next membership call at 7 p.m. It's by the conference line and the number is 605 475 6006 and the code is 294444. October 28th is the Bluegrass Council Open House. Help them celebrate their 40th anniversary. From 12 to 6 p.m., lunch is from 12 to 1. It's at the Bluegrass Council Community Room, 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington. Call Bluegrass Council at 859 259 1834 to sign up. On October 30, GLCB will have a roundabout from 3.30 to 10 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. And on October 31, the KCB Next Generation Chapter invites everyone under 40 to a Halloween party from 4 to 10 p.m. It will be held at 1803 Yardley Court, Unit 4, in Louisville. RSVP or Questions... Contact Amanda Selm at 502 750 1774 or by email at alsmoot smoot87 at gmail.com. On November 5, ACB Lions will hold its next conference call. This is a monthly meeting for blind lions from around the country. The phone number is 712-432-3900, and the code is 796-096. The call begins at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. On November 6th will be a GLCB roundabout from 3.30 to 10 at United Crescent Hill Ministries. On November seven, Reclaiming the Dream, the Story of Rehabilitation for Blinded Veterans from 1 to 3 p.m. at the APH Museum. 1839 Frankfurt Avenue. Explore the birth of modern rehabilitation and orientation and mobility. View a screening of the classic 1953 documentary, The Long Cane, and listen to personal stories of VA program graduates. Free to the public, but space is limited. Registration is required. Call the museum at 502-899-2213. On November 9, the Bluegrass Council will have its next community meeting. This is an outing from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Call Bluegrass Council at 859-259-1834 for more information. On November 10, the Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired, Savvy, will hold its November meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Gay Panel, Independent Living Administrator from the Kentucky Office for the Blind Bowling Green Office will be the speaker. The meeting is at Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For information, call Rick Boggess at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. On November 12th, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will have its next conference call meeting at 7 p.m. The phone number is 605 and the code is 155-619. On November 13 and 14, the Kentucky Council of the Blind State Convention will happen at the Ramada Inn North in Louisville. There will be lots of workshops, programs, exhibits, food, and friends. For more information, call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. And by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushaval for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.